0: On today's episode, day one of the 2022 NHL draft wound up being pure insanity for the Chicago Blackhawks. After starting the day with zero picks inside the first round, they ended up with three in Kevin Korczynski, Frank Nazar, and Sam Renzel, but it did cost them Alex DeBrinket and Kirby Doc. I'll go over exactly what kind of day this was for Blackhawks rookie general manager Kyle Davidson. All that and plenty more right here on Locked On Blackhawks. You're Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Friday, July 8th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman2. Or you can also go and check out my strictly Blackhawks account at Talk and for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And if you're listening to the audio version of today's episode and you like what you're hearing, then please be sure to go and show some support first by following the podcast, which will only take a quick couple of seconds. Literally. Just a quick click of the button will help me out tremendously. Be sure, to, be sure to go and leave the show five stars if you like what you're hearing today as well. And if you're tuning in through Apple Podcasts or through Spotify, then feel free to go and leave me a review. I always greatly appreciate getting some feedback from all my wonderful listeners out there. And best of all, it's 100% for free wherever you may be listening to your podcast whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, etc., It's all 100% for free. And if you go and follow the show right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And if you're not already watching the video version of today's episode, then be sure to go and check out Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube, folks, because each and every episode moving forward through the rest of the summer into training camp later on this fall, each episode is going to have a video attached to it as well. So if you haven't done so yet, please, please, please go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. I'm really trying to keep boosting those numbers up. I've been great getting some great support as of late, so I'm really appreciative of that. But continue to go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks. Also, go and smash the like button for me down below as well. And comment as to what grade you would give Blackhawks general manager Kyle Davidson for what he did On day one of the 2022 NHL draft. And last, go and turn on those push notifications, ring the bell so that way you can be notified when the episode gets uploaded to YouTube each and every day. All right, good morning, everyone. Thank you all for joining me on another episode of Lockdown Blackhawks, your one stop shop for all things Chicago Blackhawks. And thank you all for making the show your first listen here to start off your Friday. We're closing in on the weekend. And of course, just a, a couple hours away from the beginning of day two of the 2022 NHL draft where the Blackhawks have a slew of picks. They got two in the second round, I believe, four in the third, two in the sixth, and then one in the seventh, if I'm correct. I'm just going to double check on that real fast. Yes, two selections in the second round, number 39 and 57, then four in the third round, 66, 81, 90, and 94, two in the sixth. 167th and 173rd and then they'll wrap things up uh, with the number 199 selection in the seventh round but we're going to save that all for an episode uh, either later on this evening or possibly early tomorrow morning because there is so much that we have to break down from this first day of the 2022 NHL draft of course the Blackhawks began the day with zero first round picks And by the end of the first round, they had three within the top 25. So uh, a very busy day on all fronts. I mean, there was no shortage of news across the board. The Alex DeBrinkett stuff, the Kirby Doc stuff, the Peter Mrazek trade from the three selections that the Blackhawks made in the first round. I mean, it was absolute mayhem all across the board. So I'm going to be getting into all of that good stuff on the show here this morning. I'm going to be breaking down each trade and each draft pick into segments here. So to kick things off, the first thing I got to start with is the Alex Dabrinkit trade. That's the one that really rocked Chicago right around 3 p.m. Central time yesterday. And it wasn't Dabrinkit getting traded because leading up to the first round of the NHL draft, it seemed more and more likely that that was going to happen. We heard reports from Frank Saravalli saying it was a when, not if situation. Uh, Then Scott Power said it was looking like it was 50-50. We heard Mark Lazarus as the day progressed saying the Blackhawks were still trying to actively get a deal done in order to get back into the first round. And ultimately, Kyle Davidson ends up sending Alex DeBrinkett, the two-time 40-goal scorer, who has also worked really hard to establish a well-rounded game. I don't know how many 40-goal scorers are in the league that can also kill penalties. So not just a pure sniper, a very good all-around player. We really saw the playmaking side, I thought, more so than ever out of DeBrinckit this past season. So he gets sent to the Ottawa Senators in exchange for the 7th overall pick and the 39th overall pick, both those coming uh, in this year's NHL draft, along with a 2024 third-round pick. So the 7th overall pick, a second-round pick, a high second, number 39, but still a second-round pick, and a third-round pick to Ottawa in exchange for Alex DeBrenket. And I think we all had the same reaction to this. I already touched on it in my quick recap video yesterday, which, by the way, if you want a quick breakdown of the DeBrenket trade, Kevin Korchinski, Frank Nazar, Sam Renzel, go and check out Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube. I have some a couple of five-minute videos up there where I talked with Gil Martin and. Uh, Brandon Piller from Lockdown NHL to discuss these moves and whatnot. I'm obviously going into more depth on those today, but if you only got a couple minutes, be sure to go and check out those quick snippets on a Lockdown Blackhawks YouTube channel right now. But I think the biggest problem with this was the Blackhawks just simply didn't get enough, right? And it felt like we, I know Kyle Davidson talked with the media after everything wrapped up yesterday and he said he didn't, you know, force this trade or anything. And he did say, that he thought the value was the highest that it was ever going to be. And some of that uh, was due to the uncertainties around uh, Alex DeBrinkett's contract situation in the future. He is due a $9 million qualifying offer next year. And then he could also become an unrestricted free agent the year after that if he does, in fact, sign that qualifying offer. So maybe that aided in the Blackhawks not getting quite the optimal return, at least to what us fans were hoping for. Um, But it just was definitely disappointing to only get one first-round pick the Blackhawks didn't have any prospects whatsoever from a pretty deep Senators prospect pool. And they also didn't add any first round picks in the 2023 NHL draft, which is rumored to be a lot stronger than this year's draft. So uh, for those three reasons, I was pretty disappointed with the return that the Blackhawks got for Alex DeBrinkett. And it sounded like if they got this deal done earlier out in the week, they could have potentially gotten more. I mean, we heard uh, Elliott Friedman talked about how the Philadelphia Flyers uh, were, were potentially right there. And even another unnamed team offered the Blackhawks two first-round picks and a, a mid-level prospect. Now, we don't know if those things are true, but that's just what Elliot Friedman was hearing. So it was definitely a little weird to see that type of return for Alex DeBrinckin. And it was definitely not a good start to the day for uh, Blackhawks fans. They were gunning for Kyle Davidson immediately. I mean, the city of Chicago was absolutely rocked by this trade uh, and I will say things did go on to get better but this didn't give me any hope to start the day that the Blackhawks rebuild was going to be off to a good start because it just seemed like a pretty disappointing haul for a player uh, like Alex to but at the same time the Blackhawks did a- achieve their goal they get back into the first round of the 2022 NHL draft Kyle Davidson talked about this a ton he said that he'd prefer to get into the first round and Obviously, he really wanted to get into the first round with all the moves that he made yesterday. But the Blackhawks, they end up with the seventh overall pick, and they wind up taking defenseman Kevin Korczynski from the Seattle Thunderbirds of the WHL. Uh, I know a lot of people were a bit upset with the Blackhawks going with a defenseman again uh, with with their first uh, selection in the NHL draft, but I think Kevin Korczynski fits Exactly what they're trying to do, and trying to, um, trying to create in the organization. Right? He's a big body defenseman. Uh, he's six, six foot two, six foot three, uh, a little under two hundred pounds. But he's kind of been a late bloomer. Um, I, I read an article by Scott, Scott Wheeler of the Athletic talking about how, uh, after COVID, uh, Korchinski kind of came back looking like a different kid. He added a bunch of weight, gained, grew like two or three inches. Uh, and that really aided in his skating, actually. Ever since he had that growth spurt, he's just been a completely different skater. One of the best skaters in the draft, a very mobile, big-bodied defenseman who has a good first pass, good offensive and transition instincts, good hockey IQ. Uh, I'm really excited about Kevin Korczynski. Now, he does have a little bit of a ways to go to become a stable NHL defenseman. It was kind of funny hearing Brandon Piller from Lockdown NHL just call him an offenseman because that's really his bread and butter is quarterbacking a power play and lugging the puck up the ice and making things happen on the offensive side. Uh, but the Blackhawks, they get to be patient now, now that they've officially punted on Alex DeBrinkett, there is no rush for this team to get back into, uh, the winning business. They want to go about this in the right way. I think this is a good situation for them to draft for, uh, Korchinski here because they can let him develop that defensive side of his game there's no rush to have him jump back up onto to jump up onto the NHL scene and the ceiling is just so high man with all that offensive potential like if he's able to figure it out in the defensive zone this has the making of being a, a top pairing power play uh, quarterback for the Chicago Blackhawks on their back end hopefully the defensive side of things will continue to go well but I've been really impressed with what I've seen from Kevin Korczynski, and he just had a, a mammoth breakout season uh, with Seattle. He had 65 points in 67 games. He also uh, put on a really strong performance in the WHL postseason leading Seattle all the way to the WHL final. Um, I'm really excited about Kevin Korczynski. Uh, it's it's going to be tough for him. I'm not going to lie. Uh, filling the shoes of Alex Dobrynkit, he's forever going to be tied to that trade and I know Blackhawks fans, I know how you all are out there. You're ruthless. Uh, If Kevin Korchinski isn't living up to the hype in a couple of years, fans are going to be letting him hear it. Uh, But he has the game and the style of play that Kyle Davidson was wanting to address in this draft. He said Kevin Korchinski was their guy when they made the trade to get number seven. He was really the one they wanted to take. So at the end of the day, the Blackhawks do get their guy, but it did unfortunately cost them two-time goal scorer. Uh, Alex DeBrincat in the process, and it did seem like a little bit of a disappointing haul in return for him. All right, I think that takes care of the Alex DeBrincat trade in the Blackhawks selecting defenseman Kevin Korchinski with the seventh overall pick in the twenty twenty two NHL Draft. Coming up in just a moment, I will get into Kirby Doc getting dealt to Montreal in exchange for a second first round pick. But first, I got to talk to you all about bet online. It's that time of the year again, folks, as baseball season. Is finally upon us, and Bet Online has way more odds and info from game scores, totals, player performance props, to who the next fired manager is going to be. Regardless of what you want to bet on, Bet Online remains the number one spot for all sports betting here in 2022. It's not just baseball, from eSports, golf, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Do not wait. To take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season, bet online is both the fastest and the easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports in Vegas casino games. Bet online, where the game begins. All right, we're back here on Lockdown Blackhawks, getting into segment two now today. It's time to get into the second trade that the Blackhawks made yesterday, which involved former third overall pick Kirby Dock and the Montreal Canadiens. And this was absolute insanity as well, because we didn't hear any rumblings of this trade leading up to the draft. Now we did hear that the Blackhawks were trying to move Doc; They were hoping to get a top 15 selection for him. We did hear those things, but we didn't hear uh any kickers or anything until Gary Bettman jumped on the stage and announced that there were two trades. So I don't want to say this one completely came out of left field because we did hear that trade talks involving Doc were really here heating up, according to uh, John Dietz. And we did hear from Scott Powers that the Blackhawks were hoping to get a top 15 selection, as I said. And when I first saw that news, I was kind of like, I really don't think anyone's going to give the Blackhawks a top 15 pick in exchange for Kirby Dock. He just feels like a little bit too much of a risk at this point, but ultimately I guess the Montreal Canadians have been keeping tabs on him for some time. Uh, and he was someone they really liked and were able to go and get in exchange for the 13th overall selection, along with the 66th overall pick, which gives the Blackhawks their fourth third round selection in this year's draft as well. In uh, all in all, Man, this this was really tough for me because Kirby Doc was someone in particular that I cling to. I know uh, <laughs> a lot of Blackhawks fans out there weren't exactly in love with the guy, to put it nicely. And they let him hear it throughout his uh, first three years at the NHL level. Um, but I, I got to say, the Blackhawks organization, man, really should be the ones to blame here for Doc's lack of development. Sure, it was a, a tough year for him this past season, but that was truly what should have been his first year at the nhl level i mean he he suffered and gone through so much suffered a a fractured wrist at the world juniors uh kind of rushed onto the scene by stan bowman in that regime (laughs) although he, he should have spent more time either in rockford or maybe even another year with the saskatoon blades as well um i just don't think anyone did him any favors in the developmental process and also i mean the blackhawks haven't really developed anyone and ever outside of Alex to bring it like it's been forever since the Blackhawks have had a t- had young homegrown talent come up from Rockford uh and they just didn't do a good enough job of helping Kirby Doc along the way and you could tell it was weighing on him like going to practice kid never seemed to be having fun there was never a smile on his face you know he deleted social media he was obviously hearing the critics so I feel for Kirby Doc. it was not an easy start to his NHL career here in Chicago, and I think uh, a fresh start could do wonders for him, and I feel like he could be still a, a really solid all-around player. The Blackhawks probably traded him because they were concerned about his ceiling for the number three overall pick, and it didn't seem like he was ever going to be an offensive guru or anything, maybe a 40 to 50 point guy at best. Now he is still young, and that could change, but uh, it just doesn't seem like the offensive side of things is ever going to be his strength. It seems like well-rounded is more his mold. And the Blackhawks, I think, uh, realized that they could get someone with a little bit higher offensive potential, at least, in Frank Nazar, at uh, Frank Nazar, excuse me, with the 13th overall pick. So personally, you know, as someone who has backed Kirby Doc, has stuck up for him time in and time out, who has his jersey and now has no idea what to do with it. Uh, but as someone who was a, a Kirby Doc believer from the get-go, it was tough to see him go, but I do think this was a really good trade overall by Kyle Davidson, not only getting the 13th overall pick, which they ended up taking my boy Frank the Tank with, I'll get into him in just a second, but they also got another third round pick, which, hey, they can either you know keep that or they could try to package one of that, that with one of their other three third round selections and move uh, back up into the second round. In just a couple of hours so it gives them more options and i also think they got the player with the better ceiling in frank the tank baby i really love what i've seen from frank the tank everything that i've read and i've heard uh, makes me believe that this guy is going to be beloved in the city of chicago a uh, small and scrappy forward five foot ten not the best size but he makes up for it in heart and motor and in drive intensity energy i mean you name it frank the tank brings it to the table night in and night out. He's a hard worker, plays a 200-foot game, has an incredible compete level and also a very high hockey IQ to go along with a robust skill set. I mean, he might be the best skating forward in this year's draft. He's got really good hands, good offensive game. He just tallied, uh, what do you have? He had 70 points in 56 games for the United States national program this year. He has a pretty good shot, also can be a very good playmaker. Uh, I really love everything that I've read and, and seen on Frank Tank so far. A really nice kid. I loved his interview as well. It was also really cool to see his dad's celebration uh, to him being selected by the Blackhawks. Just a really cool uh, moment on all fronts. And I think this this trade in particular was a little relieving for Blackhawks fans. After the Alex DeBrinca trade, I really do think Kyle Davidson knocked it out of the park here uh, with the Frank Nazar selection and also getting another pick in the third round, which could help the Blackhawks later on too. So all in all, after a, a pretty rough start and Blackhawks fans were ready to run Kyle Davidson out of town already, uh, he redeemed himself here. I believe with a, a really successful trade, sending Kirby doc to the Montreal Canadians for what ended up being uh, Frank Nazar and the 66 overall pick as well. All right. That will wrap up the Kirby doc deal and the Blackhawks selected my boy. Frank the Tank with the 13th overall selection. Also, get it going, folks. It's not Frank Nazar anymore. It's just Frank the Tank. Coming up in just a moment, I will get into the third and final trade that Blackhawks general manager Kyle Davidson made on day one of the 2022 NHL draft. But first, I need to talk to you all about Bilt Bar, which is a protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Summer is coming, and you're going to need some food for being on the go. Well, Bilt Bars are the perfect snack to take with you, everywhere you go. Throw them into your bags, throw them into your kids' backpacks, and make sure that everyone has a bar to be fueled for their summer adventures. And the best part about Built Bar is that they're both delicious and healthy, so there's no more sacrificing delicious food for health. With Built Bar, you can have both. You can get the best of both worlds. And have you tried Built Bar Puffs yet? Because if not, then you're seriously missing out on one of the best tasting protein bars on the market with unreal flavors like banana cream pie and Cinnamon churro, which tastes like a marshmallow with cinnamon sprinkled on top. They got birthday cake, which comes with sprinkles. They got a mud pie, which tastes like brownie in a cup. I mean, it's unbelievable that these things are actually good for you. You would not believe that they're all 150 calories or less and have 17 grams or more of protein, but they do. So go on over to Built.com right now and use our promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next order. That's built.com with the exclusive promo code LOCKED15, one word LOCKED in all caps, followed by the number 15 to get 15% off your next built Bar order. Welcome back to Lockdown Blackhawks. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Moving on into our third and final segment on the show here today, I still have to break down the third and final trade that Blackhawks general manager Kyle Davidson made yesterday to get back into the first round once again. And I thought the Blackhawks night was over. You know, they had traded into the first round twice, two selections within the top 13 after having zero at the start of the day. And I was like, wow, this uh," wound up being a pretty eventful day. Don't love the Alex Dabrinka trade, but I really do like the Kirby Doc trade, even as someone who's believed in him from the start. I thought Kyle Davidson uh, rebounded a little bit with that second move. And then right when I thought it couldn't get more chaotic, it did yet again. As the Blackhawks make their third trade of the day, they acquire goaltender Peter Mrazek from the Toronto Maple Leafs along with the 25th overall pick in exchange for the 38th overall selection, which was originally looking like it was going to be the Blackhawks' first pick in this 2022 NHL draft. But all in all, this was a trade that I think most of us, or if you've been listening to the show, and most of my listeners uh, could have seen coming because just yesterday on the podcast, or maybe it was, no, it was yesterday's episode, uh, I broke down Kyle Davidson's conversation with the media up in Montreal when he said, hey, in the next 24 to 48 hours, we're going to have a better picture of what our goaltending position is going to look like for this upcoming season. And when he said that, the first thing most of us thought of was, oh, the Blackhawks are going to acquire Peter Mrazek and his bad contract from the Toronto Maple Leafs. Because hey, someone's got to come in and play the starting goaltender job next season. Uh, The Blackhawks don't care about wins and losses, but someone has to come in there and do it. And they don't want to rush Arvid Soderblom along or Jackson Stobner. Drew Kameso isn't there yet. And then who knows what's going to happen with Kevin Lankin and ultimately signing Morazic could be the end of his tenure in Chicago. Um, but someone needed to come in and, and do this job. And, and with Alex DeBrinkett now off the books for the Blackhawks, cap space is no longer a problem here in Chicago. So Morazic and his $3.8 million AAV for the next two years will come onto the Blackhawks books. And for doing so, blackhawks get their third first round pick in the 2022 nhl draft and all it cost them uh was their second which they ended up getting the pick right after uh from the ottawa senators as part of that deal for alex to so all in all this was kind of like a free opportunity for the blackhawks to take advantage of their uh multiple amounts of cap space take on a bad contract and get another first round pick so all in all i think that was a, a no-brainer win for kyle davidson especially with all the second round picks and third round picks that the Blackhawks have. It could be more and more. So uh, this ultimately seemed like a free situation for me, uh, for the Blackhawks to jump back into the first round. And they ended up taking a player that I actually wrote down on the show here, not all that long ago, folks, and young defenseman, Sam Renzel, who's Uh, A University of Minnesota Golden Gophers commit but isn't going to be there until the 2023-2024 season because he's one of the youngest players in this entire draft class he actually just finished up playing high school hockey and uh, got a little bit of action with the Waterloo Blackhawks in the USHL down the stretch of last season but he's going back to Waterloo once again this year he's he's still a very raw prospect right and coming out of high school uh, it's a little bit hard to gauge how these players are going to develop, right? Because you don't know how they're going to fare against better competition. But one thing I will say about Sam Renzel again, the Blackhawks went with size and speed on the back end. Renzel is a big boy for being so young. He just turned 18 and he's already six foot four. As I said, he's a good skater. He's got some offensive game to him as well. Uh, pretty similar mold to Kevin Korchinski, honestly. Uh, you could see what Kyle Davidson was wanting to do here in this first round: get speed and get speed, and also get some size on the back end. And they managed to do both. Uh, but I'm really excited about Sam Renzel. You know, maybe um, he's a bit of a project here. But again, kind of like Korczynski, the Blackhawks are in a really good situation to let that happen. Right? They can just have this big six foot four right handed defenseman in the system kind of just taking his time you know playing in the ushl next year he'll probably spend at least a couple seasons with minnesota like this could be a four or five year project here for sam rinzel but the ceiling is so high because of the tools that we've already seen the size the skill set i mean if it all works well uh we heard tony ferrari from the draft show say that sam rinzel when it's all said and done could go down as one of the best americans from this draft class like he is a project, but he has that high of a ceiling. And I think this was a perfect scenario for the Blackhawks to take him. Obviously they're in no rush to win or open up that competitive window any longer. So you can just kind of stash Renzel away, go and let him develop, not worry about him too much. And Hey, hopefully in uh four five, six years, we'll have a big physical right-handed shot on our blue line that can, you know, play on the power play and uh, also be strong in transition. And, Hopefully, use a size to his advantage in his own zone. So, even though it is a little bit of a project, I'm really excited about the future of Sam Renzel here. Uh, maybe it was a bit of a reach for the Blackhawks. The reason why I broke him down on the show not too long ago was because he was actually projected by Corey Brownman to be the Blackhawks pick at number 38. They end up taking him at number 25, so maybe a little bit of a reach here. Uh, but kind of like Korchinski again. Kyle Davidson said that Sam Renzel was his guy. They didn't feel like he was going to be there at number 38. And because of their cap situation, they were able uh, to take advantage of Toronto and jump back up into the first round. So whether it was at 38 or 25, the Blackhawks wind up getting their guy in very young defenseman prospect, Sam Renzel, and that wrapped up just a chaotic day on all fronts from the Blackhawks. Starting the day with zero first-round picks. They end up with three in Kevin Korchinski. Frank Nazar and Sam Renzel. All right, folks, I think that is going to take care of Friday, July eighth episode of Lockdown Blackhawks. Thank you all again for tuning into the show, and be sure to go and follow Lockdown Blackhawks right now wherever you get your podcasts, and go and subscribe to Lockdown Blackhawks on YouTube, and you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to go and check out the Lockdown NHL podcast. For all the latest news, info, and updates out of the 2022 NHL draft, it's free and available on all platforms. So be sure to go and check out Lockdown NHL right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at Jack Bushman2, or you could also go and check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. And for any questions at all regarding anything related to the show or to the Blackhawks, feel free to email lockdownblackhawks at gmail.com. You could also hit me up on any one of my Twitter accounts, or you could call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, thanks again for tuning into the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.